Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to November Foxtrot. You're joined here tonight uh, by Jake and Steve. Hi, Jake and Steve. There they are. Do you guys want to just give an introduction to yourselves so we don't, like, you know? Yeah, so I'm Steve from Rift Airsoft. Um, I'm a host and marshal at Rift Airsoft, um, son of Tony, who is obviously the owner of Rift. And this is Jake. Um, We're partners in Whitesphere Tactical as well, which is the on-site shop. Um, at all Rift events, and he's also uh, the director of Whitesphere Company, which do the ammo, which I'm sure Jake will yeah, mention yeah. throughout the uh, throughout the podcast. Yeah, so I've been a master in Rift as well for about yeah. well, I don't know, seven probably seven years mm-hmm. at least, and then uh, hosting as well some of the games. I kind of sub between you and obviously Tony. Um, so yeah, and then obviously between obviously the Whitesphere Tactical and Whitesphere Company as well. So a, bit, a little bit of everything, but mainly through uh, airsoft and marshalling. Cool, nice. And then obviously Lance and Andy, you're back. <laughs> I'm back from out of space, baby. <laughs> Always. Got my little bit of leave I had, yeah. I wasn't nearly I nearly didn't make it last night, but the meeting was cancelled last uh, last knocking, so it was the right touch. I was like, yeah. Cool. How are we all doing? Not bad. I'm uh yeah, I'm M two four nine list now. It's gone. Idiot. It was sold, it got sold. Not an idiot, no I'm not. Shh. You are an idiot. Sold. you'll regret that in a no, month's no, no. time. No, I'm it's alright. We know now. some people that might be able to sell you one. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think we've got three or four of those at the moment, and we do a 50% off as well, you know. Oh, oh, oh. There you go. <laughs> you know, he's gone to a good home. He's, he's a, I, didn't, I don't know the chap personally, but his friend bought it for him over the phone. Bank transferred me at the boot fair, so he's currently serving chap, so that's always good to see that. Stripping it down here. for parts. Yeah, yeah. don't take it out in the range or you will be laughed at. <laughs> Probably swapping it out for parts in the armory. Popping the AK one on the shelf. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, it's fine. It's exactly the same. <laughs> but yeah, that's all uh, good. The old boot fair went well at Driverwood, so that was quite good fun. Met some people. Got a t shirt from uh, Empire. Thank you, Empire, for delivering. Oh, that's old school, mate. We wore ours last week. <laughs> yeah, I, had mine, I had mine on before that, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> How are you, Andy? Yeah, all right. Tired after last week. These two run me ragged. Good. Yeah, it was a busy, uh, busy weekend. Yeah, it was a busy weekend. <laughs> yeah, so um, obviously, people might not know what we uh, had going on, but we had a uh, a weekender event, which was um, at Redcon 2 with Airsoft, and that was a uh, 600 people across the two yeah, days, roughly. Two days, yeah. um, and then that you know entailed people like Andy and ourselves, just getting amongst it and yeah, running it. So two days on your feet, especially when you're not playing and got the adrenaline going, it can be a long two days. Um, and then we also ran bomb dump as well on the Sunday. Yeah, so say. yeah, I got up at five in the morning um, after working until probably what eleven that night on the Saturday. <laughs> Went all the way down to bomb dump, and then I oh, know played the violin, played the violin. <laughs> yeah. um, just about playing. Just about. So free free game days on that weekend. Yeah, definitely tired a lot of people. I'm still recovering now. Actually, my eyes were still watering yesterday. So. I'm finally getting uh, getting around to it. Cool. Good event in total. Yeah, successful week. Yeah, it's very good. Very good. Yeah, um, yeah, a lot of people on there. So, um, yeah. It's hard, I think, on a, on a game like that. You look at, obviously, like, AI 500, and then you have, like, the NAE. Um, soon you start getting to Big larger numbers, numbers the, the amount of effort that goes into setting everything up and doing it all, and the quality of Airsoft itself can just go, and it can become a social. Um, but from what, mm. across the days, really... Obviously, every every day has issues. You know, you have a twenty-player day, you get issues. But um, 
across the hall. It wasn't really any major problems, no, was there? Like okay. nothing relating to actual gameplay of Well, we had Andy out there, you know. Yeah, Andy's he's, well, he's holding the four down. Yeah. yeah. No, no one wants caliber of a man, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Sunday was nice. Uh, I enjoyed that being driven around all weekend. That was lovely. That was sitting yeah. on the top of the uh, old Eiffel. Oh, that was nice. That's quite a cool picture of you doing that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I enjoyed Big that. Big shitting grin again. on your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to just explain who Ethel is rather than just... No, yeah, right. I'm just going to around on Ethel all day in the woods. <laughs> She's an eight-year-old from Bristol. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she's loud, so you've got to wear ear pro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Ethel is... What is Ethel? So CVRT. That's the one. That's it. So it's not quite a tank, but uh, again, myself, I'm a little bit about military, but nothing to do with tanks and stuff, man. Like uh, CVRTs, I'm always light roller in, in airplanes and stuff like that. So for me, it's a tank. And a lot of people get really sad on it. They see it. <laughs> but to any normal person that knows nothing about vehicles, it, as it in military, like a tank, it's a tank. It's, yeah. you know, it's got yeah. tracks and it's got a big bit on top of it. It looks like a tank, right? Yeah. Um, but it's made for um, CVRT. Is it a close target reconnaissance vehicle, I think, or, or whatever, something like that. It's a... CVRT, I don't know what it is. Along those lines, it's basically micro tank for getting in and around, doing recce's and getting close and still being armoured. Um, so that's good to hear. Recce's, Mike. Recce's, not recon. Recce's. Recce's, yeah. Recce's, yeah. <laughs> I know. I've got the, I've got the We've got guests on. I'm not going to say the rude words. CVRT. I know I didn't do that right, but um, there's probably people watching this that are going, "Oh, this guy knows absolutely nothing." Mm. And you're right. I ain't going to pretend I know it. It's a thing, but it, the, you know the letters and the words that I've just said are in and around there. Um, yeah. If I say it once more, because I've seen Les there has put it's a tank. Yes, yeah, definitely a tank. Yeah, hundred <laughs> yeah. um, percent. As simple as it gets, you know. Any not any right-minded person, um, but it's nice. It's good. It attracts a lot yeah. of people and gets a lot of different um, views. Some people obviously um, love the fact that we've got the vehicles. Marshall's not so much at times. It's, yeah. It can be quite uh, quite yeah. hard work. You know, there's a lot of times where making sure obviously everyone's safe. Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot more different, a lot of paperwork that goes into proven routes. You know, you, obviously you could go over a, a bush in one of these. You think obviously you're going to go to an airsoft site and then a, a tank's going to come rolling over. You've got a ghillie laying a bush somewhere that's just going to get absolutely squashed. So obviously we have strict routes to go around. We have strict places that you can be. We have a, a, t a team of marshals that follow, and they're almost, it's the, you know, the bigger vehicles are swamped into like a convoy essentially. So they can't just go on their own kind of thing. They're obviously following that track route. Um, but it does obviously bring a lot into it as well. A lot of immersion when you're playing, a lot of uh, different aspects for you to get behind it, to get in it. You know, if you want to jump in and drive around in it as well in the back and be taken to where you need to be. Yeah. Uh, but on the other side of it is, there's a handful of marshals that spend every weekend trying to repair it and trying to keep <laughs> yeah. it from running and keep it going. <laughs> keep it, just yeah. keep it going. Keep Ethel, you know, moving. Bless her. You know, it is a hard, hard job, I guess. But James, James C says, uh, "Armored personnel carrier, not a fucking tank." Oh, definitely a tank. <laughs> definitely. Yeah, look, mate, you've you don't seen one of these. I don't know what. I don't know what you've you've seen, tank. Uh, this is a tank, right? This yeah. is a tank. Yeah. You, put, you can put water in it, and it holds the water. That's fine. That's a tank. <laughs> put fishes in it, you know. Definitely, hundred yeah, percent. Cool. Well, we've, um, we're joined by a fair few people in the chat. So, hi, Danny, Kieran, James C, Kenny, Pegasus, Marky Mark, uh, Rage says he's going to catch up later. So we'll, we'll see you later, Rage. Uh, Les, frontline events. Hi, lads. Hi, Jake. Uh, that's obviously. Nice no, going, mate. You're right. Yeah, I know. Uh, Marky Mark says, my new Titan Charger turned up today. Very surprised on how small they are. 
Ooh. I haven't seen the new Titan Charger. I'll have to give that a look. Oh, Anyone got experience of the Titan one? No, just the no. batteries, mate. Not the chargers, the batteries, but... Yeah, I've got to use that Turnigo right, yeah. charger. That's, I've, I've had that for years. It's, it's been spot on. Auto yeah. selects your battery when you put it in, plug it in, all that. So that'll do me. Idiot proof. That's what I want. Yep. Keeps me safe. That's uh, what I've got. forgot my Why username that? says split the difference infantry fighting vehicle. Yeah, why not? Why not? Lewis Pittaway says, yes, Rift. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Never yeah. heard of him. Never heard yeah. of him before in my life. Yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Steve says hello as well. Um, so Andy, you you were saying about you're gonna you've bought something. Oh yeah, not much. It was only uh, a chest. Am I allowed to show chest rigs? I'm guessing I'm allowed to show yes. chest rigs. Yeah, yeah, you can show your chest. No, I can't show your chest, but you can show chest rig. Oh, oh yeah, we're not having that awkward no boobs moment again that. like we did a few weeks back, are we? <laughs> mm. Oh no, boobs, boobs. Um, just something to carry my AK mags around when I get an AK. So I've I've bought stuff for an AK that I don't have. You brought the cheaper thing first, so yeah. then when you buy the more expensive, it's less of a blow. Yeah, just got to run around with it, drag it around. Well, you in the don't know he's actually going to carry uh, Lance's. Lance's AK mag around because um, <laughs> yeah. Lance has an AK. Andy has the uh, the mag carrying capabilities. There you I've go, got Lance. one mag. I've That's got it. one mag. So you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one mag for it. Yeah. So a single pocket would be fine. So we need, yeah. yeah. You don't really need any kind of carrying capability because you know you have one in the weapon. Unless you plan to load them in the hop on their own, you know. I think uh, yeah. this AK forty seven is crew served. I've got um, one magazine <laughs> and, and nine pouches across two people to carry it. Bring up Four the pockets full of ammo. <laughs> Just loose. Handfuls of it. Just fucking handfuls of it. <laughs> oh dear. Cool. Right. Well, any other any other pews news? No. Lance, no Lance got rid of a gun. Andy's gained got rid something of a gun. to carry Max that he doesn't have. <laughs> Doing well. Andy's got a chest rig that he has nothing to put in it. <laughs> nothing to put in it. Looks good though. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Can't be a bit there's a town, mate. Always good. Well, me and, um... I'm not even sure he's made it. Come on, James. Bring, bring it up. <laughs> me, and, me and Steve have just got ourselves uh, our dream weapon. Finally, to be honest, um, I know it's like a, a bit of a plug, and it's like not gloating, but it, you know, it, we, we since we ever first met each other, you know, back in the day, we was on the range at Cottenham, and I've been marshalling for a little bit of time. Steve, I think you were just marshalling at the time, so you hadn't yeah, posted yeah. at that point. Um, and there was a guy at Camo Raids. You know, most people know Camo Raids. Um, and he got the new uh, 416 Delta, the TM recall, on the table. And me and Steve, you know, Marshall's in, you know, bright-eyed, you know, bushy-tailed Marshall that used to play quite a lot. Um, <laughs> we were looking at it going, wow, what an absolute yeah. weapon. Like, this is this is something we want. And um, we went out in the week and we've kind of like, said, we've, for years we've said, look, we'll get it. We don't play enough to warrant getting one. And it's just too expensive. But um, after the weekend and everything, kind of, you know, we keep it quite clear with, our, with the way we do business at the moment because my, me and Steve are still working our own jobs. That growing whites through tactical at the moment is absolute priority. So none of the money comes back to us yet. You know, we're not sitting on any, you know, money that we've obviously taken in. We're just trying to grow the business. Um, mm -hmm. But we did treat ourselves to the two, uh, two TMs. So for the first time in ages, um, brought myself a new weapon because, mm -hmm. I mean, I've been playing since I was 12 and the, the last time I purchased a rifle to use was probably the Vector. Which come out a good six years ago. Yeah. Um, so we finally got ourselves got ourselves a TM recall. However long yeah. it's going to sit on the shelf and gather dust for. Really. Um, um, they're currently having the uh, back end swapped out, so we can just put Deans yeah, in it and they put a Deans in there rather than yeah. the, the silly old uh, TM adapter. Yeah. But um, oh yeah, the, yeah. the lovely weird batteries. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the things that a lot of companies seem to do now. They make parts that are specific for that weapon. 
and their yeah. brand. So you have to buy specific for that weapon and then chuck another fiver on it. Mm. Um, I mean, it's good marketing, I mean, but there's a workaround for everything, isn't there? So, but yeah, that's that's our uh, yeah, that's absolutely. our weapon news. So. Probably not going to use I, it till 2022, uh, nah. uh, 23, but you know. Just got to leave it six years now to rest a little bit. Just let it rest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let, let it bed in a bit. Absorb the, uh, yeah. Just bask in it, you know. It'll probably be worth it. more money, actually. No, then all the prices would have gone up on it. Yeah. Investment. So once I've managed to buy buy a rifle and actually not have the missus nag at me for it being like why am I spending some money because I'm like well it's not it's not our money it's all right. business. <laughs> for a business it's business it's not our money it's a work expense now that's fine yeah, exactly. that's it yeah yeah don't worry I'll put it for the company won't I yeah. Yeah. <laughs> says um, they, they've heard you and Steve yeah. have some nice optics on the way as well oh not not yet not maybe yet. Maybe. No, no. <laughs> Maybe. Because the missus might watch yeah, this. Yeah, I haven't told her that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, optics. Wait, this um, is a show. I mean, I've got, I've got the glasses here. They're not going about it. I mean, that's as far as it goes, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cool. Um, right. Uh, we'll briefly talk about our competitions. Andy, do you want to uh, do you want to just reiterate all of our exciting things that we've got happening? Yes. Uh, so we've got two <laughs> yes, yes. competitions. Yes. Hang on. Hang on. I'm loading it back up on my phone because my phone died. <laughs> um, so we've got two competitions. Well, one's not. One's a competition, which is build your own plate carrier. Um, yep. So it's basically we've got the um, drawings up on our website, um, which Mike will throw across the bottom any second now. Yeah, two seconds. Uh... <laughs> um, so build your own plate carrier, send a photo of us. It can be made out of anything, spaghetti, cabbages, Finish my one. you want. Um, but yeah, it, can't, it can't be. Yeah, yeah it's all finished. Look, look how good I am. <laughs> but it can't be something that's pre-made like that one. Hmm. Um, and you can what win... if I spray paint it? Yeah, <laughs> and you can win the uh, Kronos scope and some mm-hmm. edge eyewear i think and a patch he's on that and a patch it's very that's exciting so that's it a, that's a that's a good one <laughs> and just have a laugh basically um yeah. and then the other one is for i can't remember who it's for who is so it it's for, for the rbli the rbli my phone keeps dying on me um which is basically um a raffle um, so if you donate um, some money to them um, using the uh, web link on our website, let us know and we'll give you a raffle ticket to win some lovely prizes that have uh, come through to us, including yeah. Vortex, pistols, uh, an LMG, was it? Yeah, mm-hmm. from Cybergun, from uh, courtesy of Range Right. Um, and more edge eyewear. And some more scopes. Underpants. Underpants, yep. <laughs> Step ones. Underpants, day set. <laughs> yeah. Jake, Jake and Steve, there was a whole episode about underpants that we did. Hence why we're giving away a set of and underpants. Boobs. <laughs> boobs. <laughs> so, nice. No questions. We'll, yeah. go, we'll go back yeah. and yeah. watch that one. Sure. Don't judge, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, don't watch that one because that puts me in a really bad light, that episode. <laughs> No, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no more than normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cool, right. Well, um, that, that was expertly given. Thanks, Andy. Um, oh, yeah, so, I wasn't ready. <laughs> um, Definitely rehearsed that in front of the mirror. <laughs> yeah, <I'm not. laughs> 
Jake and Steve, do you want to um, do you want to tell us a bit about your background and how you got into Airsoft and then subsequently Rift and then White Sphere Tactical? Yeah, do you want me to go first? I'll go first. So yeah, so um, <laughs> basically I got into Airsoft, uh, I was about 12 years old, um, so that was 2002. Um, been playing pretty much since then. Uh, the last 10 years, obviously, Rift's kicked off. I've, I've been doing uh, marshalling alongside my dad, hosting the events. And roughly the last, I'd say, four years, I've been full-time Rift. So I left my job, my day job, and, and just did stuff between weeks, obviously, High guns don't maintain themselves and all the cleaning the masks, masks. and got yeah, got to clean those masks. Got, got you know? to clean those face, <laughs> you know, those face masks and everything for the old high kit. Um, but yeah, so I was playing since the age of twelve. I remember being very scared because back then, FPS and dual limits weren't really looked at as much as they are now. <laughs> um, so being a twelve-year-old lad running around knowing the snipers out there with 700 fps like bolties was a bit scary and seeing fully grown men screaming uh was yeah thanks dad for taking me to that but yeah um <laughs> always enjoyed it and then I, I did various jobs warehouse jobs things like that i worked in transport uh but basically a following grew with what my dad was creating um we had we had a bit of land that we used to just kind of knock around on so to speak um, and then it got friends, I'd invite friends. I used to bring my friends along who I used to go to school with. Um, and slowly but surely, it ended up being from 15 players to nearly 40, 50 players. And, and my dad's Tony was a bit like, well, I need to get public liability insurance. I need to actually proper start, you know, do, do it properly. And it got to the stage of where we ended up getting a second bit of land and then Rift was created as an actual business. And then it just kind of boomed from there, really. And now, obviously, as, as Andy knows, he, he follows us around a lot. Um, Rift's got really, really big. Um, it's fantastic. It's a family-run business. Um, pretty much most members of the staff through catering. Um, Jake, again, just everyone, just a family-run business, basically. So it's, it's really nice and close and compact. Um, okay. We've got a lot of sites now as well. We're always looking for more. Um, but, yeah, I just don't get to play as much as I used to. In fact, the last time I did play was... The Redcon Christmas game last year, and I was an, I was an elf. An elf. I was an elf it. running around. Yeah, and my gun That's all you, need. That's all you need. Once a year, be an elf. Happy days. Yeah, be an elf. And my my my, uh, <laughs> my my go to gun died, and I ended up using a rental uh, for half the day. So yeah, you know that's the way it goes. Um, and obviously, Jake, you've been with us for what? About seven years. Yeah, yeah it's been about seven years. 2014, I think. I first and then went back to you guys. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, for my happy mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for myself, like again, everyone starts playing at twelve, really, don't they? I think that's when it seems to be the the go-to figure at the moment. You know, as much as licenses and insurance can be. Um, yeah, I started playing. Um, yeah, about twelve. Kind of stopped as I kind of went into the military. Um, for my job, I signed up when I was fifteen. Um, about two thousand and nine, I signed up, and then I, I joined, and you know, went through the whole pathway and wonderful career that, that still is today. Um, and I'm still. Still in, still serving, um, but I am now kind of looking to kind of move on from that. Um, the biggest problem I found was when I stopped playing airsoft to get into the military was the kind of negativity that everyone had towards it. So it was kind of like this grey area I never spoke about. You know, I didn't really mention to anyone that I ever did airsoft, even though you know I was just a twelve-year-old kid. You know, wanting to if I'd have said paintball, it would have been totally different. But you know, airsoft mm. it's just something that it didn't really mention. Um, part of my first unit I went to, I was a fusilier initially. We um, got posted to Cyprus and. Um, and uh germany so i didn't really come home i didn't play airsoft for years and kind of just kind of fizzled away really the whole aspect of doing it was just gone 
and whenever I was back, I was too busy seeing family and friends and then, you know, going out, having a drink, that kind of thing. Um, so I didn't have time to play. Um, my unit then got disbanded and I ended up um, having to pick where to go next. Um, so it was always infantry uh, from the very beginning. And um, one of the places I, you know, a lot of people wanted to go to was Parachute Regiment. They all thought, right, let's do it. Let's go. Let's go and do that. But obviously only a select few actually went across. So when, when I was 18 years old, I actually went. So I was only about two, three years um, in the first unit I was in before May disbanded. Um, I went and did P Company then in Catrick as a uh, direct transfer to Parachute Regiment. Um, and then went from into the Parachute Regiment about 2018, 2019, um, which was about six years with them until... Um, not 2018, 19, sorry, when I was 18 and 19, until 2018, 19. So it was quite a, a, about six years of being with them. Um, I went into recce, um, and I think on that time of being with them, being based in Colchester, having a lot more time to come home, my friends and family were like, you know, you can come home whenever you need to. I've still got contact with a lot of people I didn't speak to anymore. And my mates that used to go airsoft, you know, mentioned, let's go airsoft again. And I was thinking, I'll give it a go. I won't believe that. Why not? And by sod's law, the one time I'd played in probably three years of not playing at all was Rift. Um, and from that point onwards, I played pretty much every weekend for about a year. Um, at which point, at the end of it, six months after doing it, I was part of the marshal team. I was marshalling once a month and then you know playing the rest. Then it was marshalling twice a month and playing the rest. And then it was just marshalling full time and then never playing. And that was probably that's how you get oh, that was it. Yeah, that's that was it. it. So you wait, Andy. What? When I used to go away with work, um, <laughs> so I, I spent until 2018 with the parachute regiment. I was recce after six months of being in, and I stayed there. Um, and then I wanted to kind of do something different, and I wanted to do something a bit more real. You know, everything in the military is just training and just pretend, and you know, it's actually like a bit more boring than us off at times. Um, <laughs> So I was like, let's do his something. Words you know, the his words, not the, the real, the real, the real military is crap. You know, it's just, it's, it's boring. It's boring. You know, sit in the bush for weeks and, and just wait and watch. Especially recce. Christ, I mean, he's literally. I'm just a glorified peeping tom. That was it. You know, I sit in the bush and watch people for weeks. Loads for a of kit to play with. Yeah, yeah. You know, dig a hole, sit in it. I mean, it's every kid's dream. But when you get in the real world, you know, actually, so. Um, so I transferred to med in 2019, which is when that kind of changed. Um, and I've been doing med stuff ever since. Um, I'm part of 16 Medical Regiment now. Um, and I'm with having my kids and stuff, that kind of has all changed. You know, I kind of want to step away from it. I want to not be part of it anymore. I'm working from home at the moment. And obviously I have this time I've got with the whole paternity leave I've had. I've now obviously bounced on with Rift so much where I'm you know, doing absolutely every event I can. I'm host, I've been hosting now for about four years, so I host pretty much two games a month, um, kind of swapping around with you, you do all four. And then obviously with some weekends, we have two sites running. So we have two different sites going, which is a ball lake for Steve to pack the vans and sort the hike it out. Uh, I just come and pick the van up on the day, drive it and uh, and do the game. And then Steve has to clean all the weapons, all the masks after. Um, so my working in the week is still my own work. Um, but I've used my extra time whilst being at home to obviously uh, create Whitesfield Company um, and Whitesfield Tactical with obviously Steve. Um, and that kind of brings me on to the rest of it, really, which is, again, about a year ago, I kind of wanted to push myself into the kind of retail and wholesale part of Airsoft and kind of do something, which I've been saying for a long time, you know, having, having quite a lot, I'd say, a lot of experience in a military background, I wanted to kind of do something uh, for myself when I got out. Um, and I've quite tried to lay the foundation with that now, really. So Whitesphere Company is a wholesaler for its own bespoke products like um we've got some really nice shoot belts we've got some nice body armor we've got a lot more things coming on the way um we've got some things that are like quite uh junior range so like i would say 
entry just level holsters and caps that type of thing and just speed loaders you know your generic essentials we've got ipro that's coming that's fully ballistic certified and it's going to be all lo logoed up with um white sphere uh company um and as a lot of people know during the start of this year uh, the combat uk kind of pulled away from from rift um from our retailer on site due to just i think it was kind of just difference in opinions and things and wanting to go down the wholesale route and stuff like that and we still have a very good relationship uh, with those guys today uh, but that left a gap for us to kind of step in and say, right, we need to have a shop, um, which is where me and Steve kind of come together and said, well, look, you know, it'd be really good if we could do something on this because um, we we're at every event because we run it. We run all the airsoft events. So let's do something that we can kind of, you know, do the retail side of it as well. So that's where Whitesfield Tactical was born from. Um, and that's kind of been obviously the retail outlet for a lot of the Whitesfield company stuff. So it does confuse a lot of people when they go, I'm going, you've got Whitesfield company, you've got Whitesfield Tactical. Um, the tactical is the retail and the outlet and the company is the kind of method beyond the madness that's just kind of doing the, the crazy stuff in the background um, and we sell obviously through to uh, Whitesfield Tactical. So at the moment we're only on site and we're only a shop that obviously does Rift um, and we've done some of the events for example we've done um, we did the Westminster's Airsoft Fair and we were looking at doing NAE um, or NAF as it's called now but that kind of just you know changed with, with how busy we were anyway getting ready for our own weekender. Um, obviously that Rift is priority and that comes first so um, for us to obviously make sure the players have got what they want. We just try and stock everything that you think you would need on the day, whether it's thread adapters, new kit because you've previously fallen apart, you know, boots or the, you know, the Gucci gun that you've been looking at for six weeks. Um, and we try and give it a, probably, yeah. we say as best we can, but obviously we've, as everyone knows in, in retail and uh, with Airsoft, some of the margins on things aren't the greatest and it all depends on how much you're buying. You know, if you're looking at patrol base that's buying, hundreds and hundreds of rifles and they're getting them at such a margin that we can't compete with obviously we have to obviously do retail at what we do but so far it's been good and i think obviously yeah. we're, we're trying to give the same thing we do for rift which is that fun friendly airsoft and we're just trying to be that kind of friendly airsoft shop which is kind of like we've always got a smile on our face we'll try and help you out we're not here to scam you we're not here to t you know we, we, we like to chat to you we're airsofters and we, we run the games for you you know who we are so we've kind of got a little bit of uh, yeah yeah to tick as many boxes as we can yeah and because i think as well with me and steve at the moment um obviously we're you know it's my brother-in-law and we were quite close and my family um but we also work pretty much again we're together now look you know what i mean it's like we're sat ourselves in the same screen um we're at every event people probably see us every weekend or every time we're there together and it's it's obviously us guys so it's just it works quite well um and I think there's something we've got going, obviously, with the shops and that. Um, hopefully, in the future, you know, we'll get a physical store and we'll push things a bit for, bit more forward into the future and kind of develop it from there. Um, but yeah, no, it's um, that's kind Come of on. that's kind of it really. From the yeah, very yeah. beginning of you know, a twelve-year-old little boy playing airsoft um, for both of us, really, yeah. he's gone into you know, help marshalling do the you know run the games and obviously it gives us quite an extensive knowledge of but it's still of, great because it's still our hobby it's still yeah, our yeah. love interest so to speak and it's still yeah because still we've obviously got our own you know obviously steve's own job he's obviously rift um which and mine isn't um but that means that the shop kind of thing this is just a little bit of fun really so mm. it means that if you know people are looking for things we want to get them for them we can try and we can work things and we can do things in different ways and we're not we're not chasing money you know so it's not stressful to us it doesn't put us you know it's quite nice to see people around the shop um and obviously it's quite nice to see people humbling, from rift humbling, yeah, see people from rift engaging in that as well and not having to worry about it doing well really or just doing what it's doing because we've got our own kind of things that we do anyway um, i mean that's gonna be one of my questions to you now was um is like going with the shop and then obviously the white sphere um part of the business is that would is that sort of removed an element of the fun from airsoft but from what you from what you're answering uh, is absolutely uh, not so 
I think again with us, like we said earlier, getting the new weapon. Um, again, I don't think I would have done it if it wasn't for this, and I probably would have just sat on what kit I've got and just made do and maybe fell yeah. out of love. And when before COVID, well after COVID, um, but before I had my uh, my second child, I was kind of looking at saying I need to do one or two marshalling events or hosting per month because I was working all week and I was doing so <laughs> much and I was getting like not seeing my kids on a weekend. You know, if we have a, a Saturday and a Sunday event like one each day, then I'm not seeing my kids in the week because obviously I work away in the week sometimes as well. So I was finding it quite difficult in my opinion. I was going to say, look, I need to pull back from this a little bit. But with the, with the shop now, it's almost like it. I want to be at every event even more than I already did. And I want all the players at Rift to enjoy the day more because the more they enjoy it, the more they want to go and engage with the people there. You know, if they're having a bad day and they're going to storm off and sit in the car, then they're not engaging, obviously, with the shop. They're not engaging with us. And mm. I think, actually, for for us, as a, it's given me more reason to want to be at Rift than it ever has been. You know, I, I want to be at every event. I want to be involved with absolutely everything that we can do. Um, and it's made it a lot more enjoyable. It's, um, it's yeah, it's very, like I say, very humbling. Mm. Um, but it's it's nice to see people walk away. And they, and also, they know you on a, a more personal level because they've seen us running games for, for the past well, however many years Rift has been going, or however long they've been playing. So we have people come up and they, you know, go, oh, thanks for helping us and sorting us out today. And they give you a fist bump and they're really interested in, obviously, you know, um, the stuff they've picked up on that. And that, that's yeah. that's nice because it's always good when, at the end of the day when you've been hosting and someone comes back and, you know, you're trying to pack away, but they want to talk to you about how the day's gone and they want to have a chat with you and tell you how, how great they've enjoyed the day. And although you're trying to pack away, it's actually nice to hear that. You know, it's nice mm-hmm. to... To have that Engage, feedback yeah. and to go, oh, you really like that. It's a really good day because obviously we've had days more so yourself. Obviously, Steve uh, runs a Redcon event, uh, which um, is most of the time about 200 people in and around that remit, you know, between 100 and 200 people, sometimes a little bit more. Um, and I think, you know, we've had a couple of stressful days. Uh, luckily, I've been running the other side, so mine hasn't been that bad. Um, <laughs> But, you know, you have stressful days and then you, you play on that for a week and you go, oh, it just, I hope it's going to be all right this weekend. Because you do take it to heart, you know. It's like... As you, again, it's a family-run business, yeah. isn't it? So yeah, yeah. players, you know, they, they turn up, they play their game. If, if they, they get Larry or whatever happens. or We're really lucky at Rift that we've got a very good community, you know, yeah. where nine times out of ten, everyone's uh, always got a smile on their face. I'm, I'm sure Andy has, has obviously spread the love with where Rift's concerned and... You know, we try to really push forward that community feeling and, and keep everyone happy. As, as I said earlier, tick as many boxes as we can. Um, but what players don't realise is, I know we're running their games and I know it's their hobby and I know it's, you know, it's, to them, they might look at it and think, oh, it's just their business. But honestly, we, we sometimes drive home very white-knuckled on that steering yeah. wheel with what players have, you know, it's just... It's just let's be honest. You yeah. guys know airsoft is one of the, it's so easy to play, you know. But people, we're just we're just guys running around in the woods with toy guns, you know. But people sometimes get a bit too excited with it. Yeah. Or you have days where like you you're yeah. following like the same person around for the whole morning. And you think it's not even like eleven o'clock yet, and I'm I'm like I'm already having a marker play. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, hang on a minute, guys, you should just be crack- enjoying it, you know. Yeah. And like you you have the day and you get to like three o'clock and you think, oh god, this is this is a yeah. stint. This is a, this is a hard one. Um, Some people but, forget you know, it's a game, don't they? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, we we try and do the same thing every time, and Reset. we just yeah, we don't ever hold a grudge for the next time. So we don't come and go right. One of you last week decided to do this, and then none of you can do that. No, because that's not how it works, is it? You know, that's not life, is it? Um, and again, it's like having that same method of what we do. We feel like Rift's been around for long enough that kind of you know 
what we've done works because otherwise we wouldn't be where where Rift is. And I say we, I'm not, I'm the third wheel in this situation. You know, it should be Tony here saying like we, because yeah. it's Tony and Steve, and I'm just the third. <laughs> I'm the guy that hosts the other sites, you know. Um, so, but again, the people rock up and they and we do the same thing every time. Well, Andy, and they love t- it. Uh, Andy would tell so, you as well. You know, we we have a system. Okay, it's it's not without its flaws, but we have a system that on a skirmish day, because obviously 99% of our games are skirmish events for literally anyone that wants to come along. Um, you know, we have a, a system, all, every marshal's got their, their hymn sheet, so to speak. You know, we have our way of doing things, our way of presentation, our way of, um, you know, getting our point across. I know people are notoriously known for how long our briefings are, um, that they can be quite long. Um, can't they, Andy? But, you know, yeah. it, it, it's there for a better yeah, they've day. Got you better. Know, they've got better. Yeah, it's a better day. But And we really, one thing Rift has always done as well is really pride ourselves on, on our hire kit. You know, we get a lot of hire kits on average between 20 and 35 hires uh, an event, which is, yeah. you know, for some sites, they get four. I mean, this, um, week, this weekend, we've got 100, 100 players and I think 30, 30, 30 odd uh, uh, hire, uh, kit hire guys, kit. which is great because that's new blood into the sport. You know, that's where everyone started. Um but on the flip side, the high kick guys are the ones that can maybe get things slightly more wrong, where, where even in the smallest of rules, like, you know, a uh, little bit of blind firing or shooting people up and down the stairs. Dead or talk, man talking. Dead yeah. man talking, you know, little things like that, you know, which um, we really try to educate with the high kick guys and, you know, again, suck them into that community that we've built. Yeah, you don't want to push them away by, you know, shouting at them on the first day and sending them back to the yeah, safe zone. Yeah, well, back to the safe yeah. zone. Yeah. Like, the guy, the guy doesn't I mean. even know what dead, dead man talking means. He just, <laughs> he just wasn't listening to brief for that bit of it, you know, he was picking his yeah. nose or whatever. So we've, we've always been, as I said, high kit is a very strong point that we try to, you know, and, and it's grateful as well that the community we do have yeah. bring those guys in. So they, they talk to people at work. Oh, what do you do, Airsoft? You know, I'll oh, come yeah. play at Rift. It's great, you know, and it, Again, the more fresh blood we have in the sport is great because it continues to grow and airsoft just grows yeah. and grows and grows, isn't it? Which is I think it's, well, like, it's like the, the marshals as well. It's again, it's it's kind of like again having that fresh blood of things. But one of our strong points and it can be a weak point at times is um, is our marshal team. And the reason why I say it can be a weak point is because we're so selective of who we have. It's not a case of like I'm not trying to make it like an elitist thing, but we don't just say, oh, who wants the marshal? And then that's it. Apart you know, from Andy, you know, just, just, yeah, Andy, yeah, we let yeah, him in. Yeah. But, um, you know, we don't just say, <laughs> just we in the place, you know, at the start of the day, or we're looking for more. It's a case of we watch people and then we see who we might think might be a yeah. good marshal or be a good candidate to marshal. Then we take them on board, shadow them, try and educate them a little bit and then give them some leeway, you know, where things may go wrong. But they're very selective about stuff. Um, so, you know, it's it, yeah, it's, it's one of them really. Um, that it, it can be a really good thing because obviously we're really switched on with that. But, Again, sometimes it can be a little bit hard because we, we want to get more marshals to run more sites and it means we can be, I wouldn't say stretched in, it, we just plan our events in a different way. So where mm. we'd like to run more events, we can't because we just don't simply have the staff. Um, which if it's up yeah. to us, we would do we would do double events and Saturdays, Sundays, every weekend across different ones. But so we get the we get the plague, yeah, don't we? But the marshals would just burn out, and yeah. you know if you're not doing like say like Steve just cleaning masks in the week, you know, and uh, <laughs> wiping up your weapons down because that's because no, that's, that's a job. Now. I'm telling you something now. Picking out facial hairs out of a high kit mask is not <laughs> yeah. what people think running hairs. <laughs> 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 well, you you open facial hair, yeah. 
When you're working nine till five and that in the week, you know, and then you've got to do Saturday and Sunday on your feet all day, and then it's like, and then you get guys that are just moaning, moaning and you've got to then chase them all, all weekend because you're following people. Um, then it can just be a bit of a damper on you, and you can actually get a little bit like, oh, this is this is tiring, you know. So it, you know, marshalling isn't. Everyone thinks I'll oh, be in the marshal is going to be great. Um, and it is. It is good. It is nice to be involved in that. Um, and you do become a little right. bit of an ass yeah. celebrity. But a negative, almost, a negative but... player base can then bring you down yeah, as well. Massively. Yeah. Do you find cool. that... Um, do you find having the shop has... Im- oh, he's left you. He's had enough. <laughs> he's had to... There's a, mo- there's a monitor that's beeping at him. <laughs> um, do you find having the shop now, uh, do you find that is taking more of your attention at the moment or is that um, you kind of are you trying no, to build I that think where jake's jake's concerned jake does more of the pop-up shops as he always likes to remind me so he obviously does the bomb dump <laughs> in the ridge which yeah. is a very cold site so to speak it's literally completely we turn up it's a complete pop-up setup we get there very early in the morning so he as well as getting all the rift stuff ready has to do the shop um, whereas myself, who does Redcon and comms, comms, as you know, we've got the little cab in there. So yeah. Tank, who does the sh- runs our shop um, during the day um, at comms, he gets there early. He sets most things up, whereas I do the riff things with the marshals. Um, Redcon, I get the day before. The MOD very kindly let us there the day before to do set up. So I, I literally get there about 11 a.m. on the Saturday, set up the shop. It takes me about six hours because literally it's just an empty room. Um, and it does take me a long time. We've, we've, we've built our kit up massively. And then, obviously, um, the marshals get there later on in the evening and we start setting some other bits up. So, for me personally, again, my dad owning Rift, Tony, and me being his son, obviously, Rift is always number one priority. Um, as Jake mentioned, Whitesphere Tactical was almost just a gap filler, really, because we we've got a big player base, especially at Redcon, you know, like as Jake said, between 150 to 200 players. You can't not have nice. an on-site shop there. You've got to know um, you got numbers like that. You've got to. Yeah. So and obviously only airsoft. Um, again, taking a step aside and doing more wholesale. Um, we had to create a get. We had to fill the void, so to speak. And, and Tony was like, "Guys, I don't want to do retail. I've got no interest in retail. Do you want to do it? It's almost like a little side hustle, but it's just it's grown into a bit of a monster. To be honest, like we're getting orders throughout the week." Um, and you know, yeah, it's it's great. It is really good. But as I said, I I host what eight out of the ten Rift games, um, so to speak, um, on a percentage wise. And and yeah, Rift and hosting that and running a good game day is always number one. Mm-hmm. Fair play, mate. I mean, so then, so Steve, with you and Jake, then I mean, obviously that's your sort of white sphere as like the as like the retailer shop. I mean, mm. what what? How did you sort of like? arrange your stock as in like what what was it you wanted to sell like when you put pen to paper and sat down like like how how obviously how did you get into sort of the tailor inside of bits and bobs like that for like the shooters belt yeah basically, basically obviously because we've been running events for a long long time and we know we're very close to the guys that own the airsoft so i've i've spent many times in i'm in their shop twice a week in stevenage you know i get on really well with them i know what does and doesn't sell i've never done retail myself but again it's a little bit of a common sense approach with it um, like, you know, our, our first game day, we weren't going to rock up with just loads of TM recalls, were we? You know, it's it's a lot of face, it's a lot of speed loaders, face protection, gloves, hats, you know. It's, it's the essentials. It's the essentials. Yeah. The essentials. Yeah. Again, I'm going to use the term box ticking. You know, what do you need on a day? Spare batteries, you know, 
Um, it's bits like that, really. So, so, so one of the main things that Tony said, because um, obviously it all, it all stemmed down to him, really, and he was um, obviously he's the main face of Rift, and he kind of said, "Look, we have a site shop there, and um, we want it to stock everything that the player needs within within reason." But the main thing yeah. is the concern of the player. So it looks really good for a site if you have somebody rock up that's never been before and they realise, "Oh my god, I need knee pads now, or I need gloves, or they want something or iPro to make their day better." Uh, or let's say your weapon breaks or your battery just dies or you've you know got a malfunction, you've got something there that can obviously replace that. Um, and the way we've kind of gone with it really from the beginning was just buy, again, the things like the glasses, the eye protection, the lower mesh, stuff like that that people want and things that may forget, you know, like you forget your eye pro, you don't want to then have to borrow a rental mask and be walking around in full face all day because to me that would ruin my day, you know, that would completely, I wouldn't want to play. Um, and then it was a simple case of buying everything that sold again. So every weekend when I go through the website and then we, we sit on the Monday night because we have to get it ready for that Friday again, which has been quite a difficult thing to try and work in sometimes. All these bank holiday Mondays we've been having. Bank holiday Monday. <laughs> <process. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> and you're having to drive around the country. Raw Malkin going on strike as well. Yeah, it's about. like, you know, and, and then we made, and again, no no hatred towards obviously any, any companies, but we, we made our first ever big order through ASG and... The complications of importing that from Denmark to get it here. We were sat waiting for stock for four weeks, and it was like we just soon we realized straight away that that yeah. is never going to be an option for us unless we get to the point where we're not stocking for that weekend and we're buying in surplus to stock for maybe a month. And then we just, if it's out of stock, for example, it's out of stock and we just buy again the next month. Mm. Um, we simply yeah. just put everything in the basket in stock again. If it sold out, we went a couple more and we maybe grab a couple of different variations. And then it was things like weapons and with the stuff like the weapons at the moment is grabbing whatever's in stock, you know, like we can, we've got a lot of different wholesalers and we're quite fortunate. We've got, we've got quite a few contacts because we've quite friendly with certain people in the ASL community uh, that we know of. Um, and we can almost get anything in stock as long as it's not a legacy item. So if it's in the market right now, we can get it. That's not a problem. Um, cool. Which means it's quite, it's quite nice to just try and get the different stuff in. So, yeah. We're trying, you know, with the weapons-wise, it's just cater for everybody as well, you know. When it comes to... It's quite an opener, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when they look on something that sells, you know, if you've had a weapon that sells every weekend, then we just keep buying the same weapon again mm. until it's out of stock, until we can't get it anymore. Whereas if we've had something that doesn't go, then we just raffle. And a lot of people, they... Yeah. For example, we had a really nice LCT G3. It was a £400 like, rifle um, at, re at retail. Um, just a really nice bit of kit. And... Everyone picked it up, everyone wanted to buy no it, to but buy nobody it. actually brought it. You know, everyone was like, I really want to get this, I really want it. But it's a 400 pound solid metal, like five kilo L3, you know, sorry, G3 LCT. Um, so we just raffled it, you know, we were on a comms day, I think there's only 100 people, and we just yeah. raffled like a 400 quid gun, and it was like, I think we might have broke even on it, but because it was a bit more fancy, you know, but that was still yeah. a risk as well. But at the end of the day, it's on the shelf, isn't it? So yeah. Yeah. if we just can move the stock around and get something different, then that's great as well. Um, yeah, so it's kind of really. There isn't a, a pure method to it, but if it sells, buy it again and then try and fill the gaps of stuff that doesn't sell. And new stuff, again, can always, it re you know, you, you think you've got everything and then all of a sudden you'll A minigun pops up. Yeah, the minigun. Yeah, yeah. Or the new Secretal um, Asterisk, for example. Yeah. They're amazing, amazing bits of kit. And we've had, I think we've had the TM recalls on the shelf for, for a, a long time. We've never actually sold one. And again, everyone kept saying to us at first, oh, when are you going to get TM in? Or, you know, you're going to get some other brands and get some better brands. When are you going to get TM in? 
and we have not sold a TM rifle yet. We haven't. We haven't. And we were, we're well, priced, we bought one. We brought one. Right? <laughs> yeah. uh, we priced with a five percent discount. We've got membership as well, which is great. You know, if you've got um, if you're on the site and you want TM, but it's about having it. So it doesn't matter that we haven't. You know, got it. You know, we've got. We started with you know a small table that we look back on in our pictures, and we were dead proud of this little table that was like a little bit of Viper kit and maybe just the odd little bits of mags and here and that. And then now we've got an RPG on the wall. We've got we've had too many guns. We've got like you know a full range of TM products. We've now got our own um, shooter belts and body armor in. So you know it's, it's, it's just it's for, for what it is in, in seven months, six or seven months, it's actually like you know amazing. And it's no it's no like credit to us really. It's a credit to Rift and the players because again, if if we were doing this on our own without the platform we had, we'd be bedroom sellers and I'd be sat with thousands of pounds of stock in the garage and no one would be buying it and I'd be selling it dirt cheap to get rid of it. Um, it's because we've got the foot traffic and we're really fortunate of the environment and the people that we know to be able to get to where to where it's got so quickly. Um, and hopefully it continues, you know, who knows, but um, I can't see why, why it won't. But um, I yeah. Gonna, um, I was going to ask you a question about your, your plate carrier. So obviously you've got the... WSC Black Triangle Defender. Yes. Like Carrier. Um, so that's that's sort of, I, I guess, the more premium. Of, yes. Of so the that you sell. what the what the idea is um, to try and uh, keep it like there's different kind of categories. So kind of like what Viper do with the VX, um, Emerson do with the Blue Label. Um, a lot of different companies have that type of two different ones. So the there's cheaper versions of stuff or the generic, you know, everyday kind of things are going to be just essentials or just, you know, random names that they'll be obviously, you know, to keep it in line to make it easy to identify products. So we don't just say, oh, that's the chest rig or the plate carrier. And then there's like four different styles and people are pulling the hair out of which one we actually mean. And again, on the system for us as well. Um, but then we have trying to go for the black triangle range, which is things that personally for myself, I would be comfortable using in the real steel work environment. So for example, our gunslinger belt is, I, I've worn a Warrior Assault Systems belt for pretty much the past five years of my career and I paid £100 for my belt alone and then stocked it full of pouches and everything else I needed. Um, and that's the type of thing I wanted to look at and try and develop for myself because I've got a lot of people that I know still within the military that, again, I could start pushing this stuff to and say, look, this is a great bit of kit. In fact, one of the guys at this weekend who's going away um, on, a, on a course in Brecon, um, he literally came in on a Saturday morning to pick up the Gunslinger belt to then use uh, with work that he's gone off now to use, and another guy that was at a squaddy in the week and in the weekend, sorry, came into the shop, um, but he was actually a player as well and brought one for his work. So I'm trying to go for that premium range that I would say is effective for that because I know not every airsofter wants and needs that. You know, they want stuff that might break and they can replace again, and it's cheap and it's effective, but it does the job. Um, but I know for a, a definite fact out there, there is. Yeah. <laughs> look at Andy, where's Andy? There's a few where's my fat man one? Out there, you know, that, <laughs> that want or want a bit more Gucci kit, and I don't want to label my own brand as Gucci because I think that's really just like egotistical um, but I'm trying to just create something that's sturdy enough for what I would want to use it for so for example our Gunslinger's belt is a standard um, belt thickness I think it's the 38mm thickness belt so it will run through your belt loops and it's got the Velcro inner that will then obviously your normal belt will sit on top of um, it's got a 2.9mm and a single uh, 5.56 mag um, carrier in it with Kydex inserts already in now again Personally, I wouldn't need more than one mag on my belt because the rest would be on my body armor. So I would have one in the belt and then the rest on my body armor and then obviously one in the rifle if I needed. Um, and then two pistol mags, which is exactly the same load capacity that I would need to carry. Um, it then comes with a dump pouch, which is obviously on the side. It's a nice mesh netted one. Um, really thick yeah, mesh as well. Nice. It's a good quality mesh. Yeah, um, really and nice then you one. get the IFAT med pouch, which is a bit more niche, but I, want, I didn't want to just throw more pouches on there. I wanted something that was 
a little bit different. So the IFAP med pouch is a simple med roll that's elasticated that you can pull out, which is then equipped with whatever you want to stack it with, whether that's a tourniquet, cell ox, your FFD, um, any kind of packing or scissors or whatever, yeah, that can all go into there. Um, so again, for me, that that's perfect. That's exactly what I'd, I'd obviously want to use. You made it for um, yourself, basically. Basically, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I'm just kind of thinking, hoping that everyone's following my, my kind of uh, dream and sight. Um, but it's all made. The the belt on the inner has got a Kydex runner through the belt instead of the Tigris, because the Tigris cost now for again, it's all like you know wholesale and manufacturing. The cost of Tigris inners has gone absolutely. That's the ones, yeah, there. Um, the, the belt that we've got is slightly different. So that's the laser cut one, but I went for the thicker um one but that was the generic image that i could get initially when they were making them so i've chosen a a smaller belt that will actually fit through your belt itself rather than so you could wear it with jeans i know a lot of people again different colors here if you're wearing mtp then great you know you want it to fit through an mtp kind of belt loop but if you're buying the black or the green and you want to wear jeans or you want to go for that kind of a lot of guys that do a bit of covert look then the belt will still fit through your belt loops as well so you're not going to be stuck mm -hmm. with not being able to fit it through on a pair of jeans um so again, I've gone for something that's a little bit more, but the, the material is a thousand um, de, uh, de Cadura, so it's really thick as well. It's got a good quality to it. Whereas a lot of our other stuff, which is the um, the non-black triangle range, is made by 500 uh, de Cadura. So it's not going to be as thick or it's not going to be as premium. But hmm. I'm trying to hit that kind of medium range of market where, you know, I'd pay 100 quid for a plate carrier for the, the expensive one, the Defender, um, which again is what I feel is an appropriate price. Um, and mm -hmm. that's kind of mm -hmm. off the margin of, of where how much it costs for me to buy in and if i talk about the logistics for just two minutes which will bore everybody um as it's whitesphere company which is my company that makes it we have to sell it to whitesphere tactical to then sell because yeah, obviously wholesale, I, yeah, it? it's a wholesale so mm. i will get that in the price then i have to make sure i can sell it for a little bit to make money for myself from that company side of things so i can order more things and develop more products and then um obviously myself and steve will sell that whitesphere tactical at our price um and currently these are sat at 119.99 rp um, and then you'll get a 10% discount on that if you have membership as well. So for a belt that's equipped with uh, a Cobra buckle, you know, your, your full Molly belt with your inner, um, Kydex runner, Kydex inserts, it, you know, it's quite, I, th I personally feel it's quite a good deal for what you're getting. That's bloody um, good, mate. Do, that is, yeah. I'd like to do more things like this as well in the future. Um, and this is one of the first products. This really, yeah, yeah this and along with the body armor, the body armor and yeah. uh, other things, that, you know, slowly going to get there. So. I've got some other things coming in. Do, um, you know, do you want to talk us through the body armor? Because that, that looks interesting as well. Yes, yeah. let's do that. Oh, well, I'm looking at kit. Part of it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Part You've of got it. lines all excited. <laughs> try, not to, try not to outprice yourself as well. For example, we had some really nice, we've got some nice uh, VX slings from Viper, and they're great, but um, it's affordability what people want to spend for a sling. And I've got the option to purchase some really nice MTP, really high quality slings, but they're going to be almost double the price of the, the, the Viper ones. So, do I outprice myself from a market that I'm reaching or do I just get a few, do you know what I mean? So it's trying to find that balance as well between airsoft and realistic and what how much people are going to want to pay for the products yeah. that you're, you're giving. Um, but this one here, yeah, so this is our Black Triangle range uh, body armor. Um, it's kind of pieced together and designed by myself, but taken with inspiration from a lot of other places. As um, Andy's already said, it's a bit like the Agilite Systems one. Um, yeah. Now this has got, um, again, it's Thursday Cadora and it's got um, a laser cut velcro molly across the pretty much the whole front so it means you can either go uh, with the velcro panels on the front if you want to do for the modular system or you can just go with normal molly if you wanted to do that as well um or you can double it up and have you know a, a molly with velcro on top of that um it's got the quick releases uh, tabs on the sides on the shoulders so if you want to get it on and off it's really easy to slip in and out of you don't have to like be battling to fight and get, get your, your mates off. Your yeah yeah, yeah which again the old <laughs> off phrase i remember 
the old uh, issued Ospreys used to get with the poppers on. I can tell you now, no one ever released a shoulder strap. It was always over the top of your head and it used to rub your face, rub everything, knock your eyebrow off and it was like nightmare. Um, so again, this is supposed to be for ease of use. Um, you've also got a nice little zip pack, uh, panel at the front and you've got a little bit to put your admin bits in if you need to. Um, yeah, is that, that built-in nice... admin pouch at the top? Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah there's, a, there's a zip at the top there which has got an admin. Yeah, so you can add little bits into that as well. That's quite deep as well. It fit your phone in there quite easy. Um, that's wicked it's also got um, sh uh, shoulder panel straps that are removable so if you want to go lightweight you can strip this back so uh, some people as well um, you can remove the, the side bits so if you don't want to have them you can have like slimline uh, ones that are compatible with that type of locking in system as well I think Lumain at the moment uh, makes some uh, some of the quick connects and quick releases for the Virtus at the moment and there's a lot of companies out there which are making this kind of quick disconnect and, and uh, attachment process quite easy and, and uh, so they're making a lot of modular parts for it so you can obviously swap it in and out um, and then obviously the backside as well um, it's got a nice laser cut molly throughout so you can obviously add anything on the back that you need to it also comes with two um, inner not not inners as in inside the body but it's the inner facing part that touches your chest it's got uh, two like really soft either foam panels so they obviously you put your body armor in but then you can have you've got a panel to your chest and that pads it out a bit, but they are removable, so you can just Velcro them off if you don't want them, go for slim line, and just have your plate in if you wanted to, or you can have the padding on there as well if you want to have that and have a bit of extra comfy. Um, but these are the prototypes. So I had this, and I've obviously had the Gunslinger belts and other things. Now, we are going to be ordering more in, but I've only got the, the cheaper versions that are available at the moment. This this one's completely sold out, so we're going to get some more, obviously, in as, as it goes. No, it shouldn't be too long. It's just it's balancing, trying to order in, uh, ammunition, belts, everything. There's just a plethora of things I'm trying to just kind of get at the moment um, mm, and mm. trying to finance it all at the same time. And then along with the wait times that it takes to, you know, the people obviously making these, that they, they are in China. It's not cheaply China made. It's uh, it's people that are actually importing products from the USA, i.e. like the Tigris, which is USA made, to China to then manufacture them because it's cheaper to do it that way than it is to own a factory in the UK or in, you know, America and make them in America. You know, it's just the, it's just the way it works. Um, but yeah, so that's that's pretty much those really. But um, it's, it's a nice bit of kit. I was surprised when it went online because I was a little bit annoyed when they sold out. I thought, I haven't got any more to showcase anymore, which is a bit, <laughs> a bit good about it. I was like, ah, oh. so um, it's like when the minigun sold, what, wasn't what, it? Yeah, what a like, bad problem to have, It's like, damn, it's gone. I wanted to, <laughs> want to show it up some more. Yeah, um, nice yeah, my my plan is to kind of... Oh, thank you very much, man. I appreciate that. Um, my plan is to kind of do uh, like a... Again, like the everyday range of stuff that you'll need at your house of sites, you know, and then kind of hit that, that triangle range, hit that yeah. premium kind of market as well. Um, which personally, that's the stuff I would want to wear. And I think that obviously, you know, the people in the environment that I work with as well might, you know, want to sway towards buying. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those things. It'd be nice to see where it is in like two or three years' time. Um, and obviously, with that Hopefully as well, in my loft with a bit of luck, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of those that, belts are coming my way. Shop seems to yeah, grow. Yeah, yeah. The shop will keep moving forward, and we'll just keep developing new stuff. And then, you know, hopefully, I'd like to see myself up there one day with, with you know, not not a big name, but if I could reach like the, you know, Lumaine and and those type of names, I'll be I'll be over the moon. You know, I think I'd be you know really impressed. But that's a right, big so um, that's a big step you forward. Can't enter that into the uh, build your own plane. <laughs> technically, <laughs> technically, that's technically. <laughs> Yeah. Um, one of the things I'm trying to do at the moment as well um, is, uh, you know, I'm quite open with this because we are obviously a new company and things like warranty, people are always asking, how does your warranty work? And like, you know, what's the case if something breaks? So with us, with Watch the Tactical, um, many people don't know how the old, you know, warranty works with weapons, stuff like that. There, there is a warranty through the retailer, but 
as far as it goes with manufacturers, these guys are in China and Taiwan. They don't care. You know, it, it, the manufacturer is not interested if you send it back to them and you'll never see it again. So it's kind of absorbing that cost yourself and finding a way to make it work. So we do anything we get back in, we try and replace or with the, another item or something of similar value. And we boneyard uh, the ones that we get back in because a lot of people love a boneyard. People you know, love boneyard. They love it. Right? And even if it's a bit less than the cost it costs for us. Um, people like to tinker. They like to mess. You know, We had a, a um, Winchester that came that was cracked in half. In half. And we just put it up for out less than nothing at the box. It was just completely, the first person brought it, never been used. I wanted to have a play around with it. And then they brought it back and it was a bit wobbly. I got it out in the evening and it was just in half. It just snapped. Um, not even <laughs> snapped. It just went to the range and it broke. So, and we put that in the boneyard and somebody brought that to obviously play with, which I never thought that would sell, you know. So um, with us, obviously, we try and just look after everybody. And, and the same with the, the black triangle and the white sphere stuff. If you're buying any of the products that are made, obviously, by white sphere, as in what's her company, and it's fabric, uh, rather than sending it off and trying to do it, if there's things that rip or tear, I'm going to either replace it or I've even brought myself my own little sewing machine and I'm going to be able to tailor things on. So I spoke to Andy already, um, had a couple of things that may work for like a Mark II of the shooter's belt that may be improved. Yeah. So again, I'm going to have a little play on that as well. And I've got my own sewing machine so I can sit down and have a little, you know, get my knitting show out and, you know, really sit there and find out it'll work. So things, if, if things break or they, fray, or they fray or they tear, I can replace or I can repair. And that's pretty much what would happen if you brought, you know, JJ's webbing. You know, you buy a set of webbing from them and the straps come loose so the molly pops off. You send it, they'll replace it or repair it. You know, they'll yeah. get in the sewing. You know, that's what they're there for. It's a, it's a military tailor. You know, they do a lot of kit customization. So that's what I'm, I'm trying to plan and, uh, and go for that kind of that kind of vibe with it, really. No, we've got um we've got a few comments and that coming through the chat so if anyone's got any questions for uh dragon steve feel free to throw them into the chat um Jake's covered Ryan, pretty much everything oh, i think we're done he's been posted to cyprus next year and he won't be able to play for ages where um, airsoft is the fun bits in the army without the bullshit yeah yeah it is it's where in um where in cyprus you've been posted to ryan yeah Ooh. i was uh i was decalia i don't know if you know there's a couple other comments as well Zach Gad uh, hey guys love White Sphere uh, oh, the shop cool. was banging on the weekender those ashes went so quick um, yeah. and the one rule he finds uh, that people just don't follow is semi in buildings oh, or fall also too closely yeah. so. well, it's one of those that we do obviously with airsoft, I know we're going to, you know, go back on our rules and stuff. Um, we do obviously say single shot through the windows and doors, and we always say single shot when close. You know, um, the truth of it is not a law, and it isn't, you know, a solid. A lot rule. of sites don't even say no, anything about we, single shot. We just they? do it because it makes it easier and it's safer. So you know, you're at the side of a window and or, or you know, a building or what for whatever reason, and you start shooting full auto, and it's a bit dark in there. You don't realise you've pushed your, your barrel into someone's cheek and you're shooting the right pro. It's something like that, you know. It's a simple case if you may not be able to see what you're shooting at and make it be easier for, for you to come off the trigger in case there's a situation where you need to stop. But hmm. and it's a bit painful, you know. A lot of people don't like it. There's a lot. We have a lot of people that come and they're they're younger and you know a lot of uh, kids that get dropped we, off by the parents and stuff. We have, and it makes yeah. it more of a friendly environment. We are very clear as well. For as I said, one of the strengths at Rift is is the new blood, and we we always yeah. say you single shot unless you need to use full auto at distance but, and then hopefully that's a foot hold for them that's how they get yeah. into the sport just using yeah, single exactly. shot to on the flip side to it as well there's also that that 
uh, excitement you get and that panic when you don't know what what mode you're on, single shot or nothing, and someone comes around the corner and you're just going for it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I remember when I played at Rift years ago. Um, I say years ago because it was. Um, and I was running at somebody full frontal, and I was must have been within two meters, and I was still going full auto, and I was like, "Why are they not taking it?" It turned out like, my mag fell out, but I was on full <laughs> auto. And was, the archer was like single shot, and I was just seeing red. I was just seeing red, and I was going, and I thought, "Thank God my mag wasn't in, because that guy would have been sprayed." But you know, it's just what it is. My mag obviously fell out, yeah. so it's fine. Which, which is more to the point of why I was thinking, "Why am I not hitting this guy?" Yeah. Um, and Andy, yeah. Andy shouted it as well. We always get all the marshals. Yeah. Without giving the game away, you know, if you see a red on one side of the wall and blue on the other yeah. side of the wall, just give a, a little look away, but just a single shot in close, guys, single shot yeah. in close, you know, almost you not as a giveaway, but it is because yeah. you don't want people to get hurt. You, you end up, you end up, yeah, yeah. up with a yeah. crossfire, trying not to look at them, and then shouting <laughs> yeah. in the distance. People think you're weird having a moment yeah. looking off in the, so in the sunset. I just, I just look up, I just look up at the sky, I'm like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've walked around the land. You're doing that a lot, to be fair, Andy. You know? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> it's not even an airsoft. That's just life. I just <laughs> like that the whole time. <laughs> Don't want to flock of birds and fly, but do you? Forgot my username. Said Bristol Airsoft had a TM recoil on the wall for years before they gave up and tried to raffle it. Turns out they didn't get enough tickets uh, to raffle it, so it never even got sold. Well, um, but as we did all right the weekend. We we put um, we've got some money for charity for our one as well. So we yeah. we did obviously we did cover the cost, but we did have a lot of people there. So um, yeah. we, we're gonna when it comes to the uh, British Legion the, and the Poppy Appeal, we're gonna throw some bits into probably the Army Benevolent Fund and some to the Poppy Appeal. But we've got some more fundraiser stuff that we'll do for so them. We'll announce so we'll just we'll just top then. it up and then yeah, keep going yeah. and then move forward. So I think the thing is Excellent when the tier three are concerned, it's something that's always been really close with us, isn't it? Yeah. Something where. When they came out in 2000, whatever year that yeah, was, 2016, 15, yeah. when we first saw them, there's so many, like, again, the Secutor, Astras, you know, there's it's so changed, many. It's changed now. That the was like, changed. That the looks, TM recall was the one. When you, when you was, saw that, yeah, it was incredible. Now. Whereas now, we, yeah. we can get a double battle for half the price that looks exactly the same. Right. And, and I know it still fires really it, well. It fires great. And if the mags ain't yeah. 40 quid a if you don't, If you don't <laughs> care about that recoil point of it or the name, yeah. then, and you know, and again, we've all been new to Airsoft at one point. And when I was young, which is more naive than obviously when you ever were, to me it was a gun and it was, well, I've got an M4. And that was it, all right? I've got a UMP, and that was it. It wasn't a, yeah. oh, you've got an M4, but this one is, uh, you know, double bell, or I've got an M4, and this one's uh, the uh, TM one. You know, it was just it was just rifles. I didn't know what yeah. they were. I didn't care. I just shot them. You know, it was just it was what it was. Whereas now, obviously, it's developed into more of what brand are you wearing, well, what brand, yeah. brand are you using. Well, and, they're all, they're know, all competing they with are, each course, other, yeah. aren't they? And again, it's when it really started in the UK, like we said before, about 1991, and now it's still it's still really junior in theory. This is a junior sport, you know. It's not really. It's growing. Yeah, it's it's, growing. there's still room for growth in this, and there's still things that are coming out which are innovative and completely different than things you've never seen before. And you look at it and go, that's, "I've never seen that. That's interesting. That's new." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it will only keep going that way at the moment, um, yeah. as long as it doesn't get stopped or canned anytime soon, which I hope not, because <laughs> that's pretty much our two main jobs there gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, all, all the yeah. eggs are in one basket there. Yeah, isn't they? yeah, yeah. There's not really much, <laughs> not much else I can do. We'll be selling gel blasters next. That'll be it. <laughs> yeah. We'll laser, laser tag. Yeah. Laser tag. Yeah. So um, laser we're moving on a bit, then, guys. So where are you? Where are you, chaps? Obviously, with your um. Obviously, you do you run your skirmish days and stuff like that. But are you two um, ever sort of dab? I mean, obviously you, Jake. I mean, you do it for you get paid to do it. So I'm, I'm talking sort of like a milsim event. Um, yeah. Is it only interested you guys at all? Have you taken part yes. in many or um, the um, short answer is yes. on that. So we um, 
I planned the one that was at the Ridge a couple of years ago, uh, and that was the last one before COVID kind of happened and everything kind of fell through. Um, and we have had a, a mini meet and kind of chatted about what's going to happen with the next one. And it has been confirmed and it has been booked. And I believe Steve knows the dates better than I do. The dates are the <laughs> 22nd, 23rd of, of October. October. That's the one. At Redcon. Yeah. At yeah. Redcon. So it's going to be held at Redcon. So the past ones we've done have been, we've done some all over the place, all different sites. Um, it's, yeah, it's the weekend before Comic Con, so I know that. Um, <laughs> and uh, we did one at you know the Comsite Free. We've done one at the Ridge. Um, we've done two at the Ridge, and um, we're now going to try it at Redcon because we didn't have that site um, past time when we went to try it. We were in the process of planning one a couple of years ago, and then obviously COVID, the the rules got back into it, and and we were kind of thinking, how can we get people to sleep in close proximity, and have the There's COVID too much rules? Tape. Too and much tape, it just didn't, yeah, it just didn't work. And that brings me on to the next point is that the next one that we're going to do at that date is is going to be an overnight one again. So as we did with the one that was at the Ridge, uh, this will be a um, kind of a late start on the Saturday through to the evening and then finish probably, well, I say it's all approximate at the moment, but it will finish on the Sunday, maybe like three o'clock-ish, two, three o'clock, and we'll just see how we get on. Yeah. Um, there's it. not much that's been confirmed that really we can say um as such of like you know the gameplay and everything else um but the bits that we do know is it, obviously it's going to be redcon it's going to be overnight um we'll have some vehicle we, movement. we are going to have vehicle movement f will be yeah. there again for you that's Andy. right and we're also yeah. going to have um we're going to have three teams now i know people are, that know about rift that like, oh, well, we have three teams anyway normally you get your alpha and your and your bravo and then you get like the rogue team which is almost like a like just a section rather than a full team but this is we're going to do three full teams and they're probably going to be around about Full 40 people uh, per one, so a little bit bigger than a platoon size. So, we're going to kind of go into that, um, and that's because the land there can afford it. You know, it's a lot bigger space at Redcon than it has been at yeah. our previous sites. Um, and that's pretty much it, really. And obviously, everything I've said there could be you know subject to change at any point because um, <laughs> you never know what the, MOD, the, M- the MOD have allowed us to run an event there yeah. those two days. Yeah. So, so as, long as, as long as we've got that there, um, we're going to do something along those lines and we're going to sit down and put heads together, um, yeah. try and make it. The, and again, with the Rift Sims of us, they're not full, like, milsim, you know, yeah. it's almost like we had a bit of novelty to it. We make up a, a story yeah. scenario like they all do um, and we're trying to do something different again that we've kind of worked on what we've had before. But keep it simple and just keep it keep it yeah. as realistic as you can be without the boring bits like we've just said before, you know, as realistic as you can be to, you know, the whole military side of it. You did, uh, you did want to get everyone tabbing across the yeah, runway at I did. one point. Didn't I, had this, I, I had this idea <laughs> of getting people kitted up, Absolutely. Like, tabbing, tabbing across the runway to do like a proper night, night, you know, uh, yeah, like do the full, the full lot. But I think that's kind of hundred uh, percent. No, definitely yeah. do it. No, no, we'll do that. Yeah. We'll do that. Andy, you that a nice, a nice, you know, ten k yeah, tab. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll be on for that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah, and we'll do a, we'll do a what's called we'll do a Kazivak as well, right across the runway. We've done that before. We've done that twice. Christ, the guy that we were Kazivaking yeah. just threw up as it was between my down. Oh, he <laughs> literally got back going back to the fob, yeah. and he was just like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like that the whole way. You look <laughs> very green for a dead person. We're gonna try. We're gonna try and do some different stuff. Like, I, there are things that we've done before that the the real hardcore mill simmers will go a bit like, oh, all right. But we have to try and keep it safe because, again, it's almost introduced. We're that introducing of people that just play skin, uh, uh, skirmish all day into kind of a little bit of sim, sim is what I think. That's, that's why that's we the call way it, it. Rift Sim, not yeah. Sim, so to speak. So it's, 
So yeah, I'll, I'll spin on it basically, or Jake's. I mean, it's, the it's not how many guys hop back to like when you get the, you, you accommodate all the new players and like rentals and that so yeah. much because it, obviously it brings them into the sport and then obviously yeah, exactly. you do a few skirmishes and you start hearing people talking about weekend events and uh, yeah, and, and yeah. Millsims and, like, and, it, and it, it's, it, it progresses on. So you, it, it's a nice steady flow bringing people into Millsim and that as well. Yeah. So it works yeah. Really yeah. Well. We've also got another event as well, which will yeah. also be at Redcon. A lot of people ask this question, and we've done a couple of comms and people have absolutely loved them. Um, which is basically a undead like zombie night on November the nineteenth. That is also that's not on the website yet. So this will be no, the first yeah, time. This that's is been the first announced. time anyone's going to uh, hear yeah, about it. Yeah, ooh, the MOD, exclusive. Uh, like that. Yeah, ooh. yeah. Uh, the MOD have again allowed us. Yeah, nineteenth of November. Uh, that'll be um, yeah that, an undead experience. That'll be a Saturday, I believe. Running to, run into late night yeah, Saturday, fun. but not overnight. So it will end. Yeah. It will end on the Saturday night, and there'll be an option potentially for people to stay. For those that played the Redcon and stay you know, on the Sunday. We had, we've had some good. We've had right. some scary. Oh, well, so you could, so you'd have like a Saturday event, and then it like yes. stop. So this yeah. will be this will be stay a overnight Saturday camp on a Sunday zombie event. night, yeah. and then skirmish yep. the next day. But the, yeah. the the zombie experience we do is basically again. There's a bit of a backstory. Um, we have lots of volunteers, which we're you know very yeah. appreciative. Um, all, all zombied up, and they'll yeah. be out there. And they'll be shooting they'll me in be... the face. So we, yeah, we've done a few different themes, haven't we? So we did we did one that was years ago. It was like um, it was like World War Two Nazi zombies, and that was at comms, and that was where you patrolled round and you had to kind of fight you yeah. know fight the dead. Um, and then we did one at Harmer Green, which was uh, an old scout site, which just woodland, and that was. That was incredible. That was, that was really black. good. Pitch that was black. you couldn't see uh, the hand in front of as your a, face. As yeah. a martial player leading the team that knew what was going on, I actually was squeaky bum at times. So I was like, <laughs> I, I had this. I ran through the trees one way with my team, and I had this chainsaw come one way, and I thought, yeah, cheers, nice one. I'll run that way. And there was another chainsaw guy behind me that I had no idea about as we started to run back. And no, I just no blades in the chainsaw. No, yeah, no blades. No blades. <laughs> and, um, when we were setting up for that night, as well, this is. Um, yeah. I still laugh on this today because when we were setting up for that uh, Harmer Green event, um, we had this big dummy, this 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 woman, and uh, it was like a mannequin. And I hung her in the trees. And um, so as you walk through, there's like a woman hanging. And some walkers came through, which shouldn't have been because oh, it's part God. of the land. And they, they called the police. <laughs> they, they called the police, right? So I was on the front gate of the uh, of Harmer Green to check the people in. This was about seven o'clock at night, or whatever it would have been, five o'clock at night. And I'd got the checklist out. Next car pulls up, and again it's almost dark, so I couldn't see. Next car pulls up, and I go, "You all right, guys? Well, can I take your names?" And as I look, there's like you know fluorescent patches on the vehicle and it's a police car and i went bloody hell so that's some costume isn't it i said and they went we're ready to talk about the body hanging in the trees and i was like oh right okay um i apologize i'm sorry i thought you guys were here to play and then and then i had to take them in and show them the the woman hanging in the trees because and then they were like what is it they said can you take it down i said well it's really for the scenario and it is private land so you can't walk you're not supposed to walk across here and they said, okay, is it just for tonight? And I went, yeah, just for tonight. And they went, not a problem. Can you take it down in the morning? And I went, yes, we will. And then they left it at that. But literally, police called, which is, uh, which is yeah. a good tick in the box. Um, Whoops. <laughs> so we'll try, and, we'll try and keep this one again. It'll be as, as scary as you can do when it's airsoft and that. But it's got to obviously make people jump a bit. You know, I've got to... One of my most favourite games I've ever played was a battle... Uh, no, Battle Station Activity Centre did a Milsim in Longmore that was zombie themed and it was wicked and I've never seen anything played like that since like I, I think there should be more more zombies in in yeah we, heart we, rate. we all roll like heart the, the more different like, you know, the more different stuff we could do the better like I've, yeah. I've said before I'd love to do like um you've got the space for it but even like uh 
uh, a sci-fi theme. You know, if you want to rock up and, and wear whatever and do kind of like an alien kind of invasion type of thing, that'd be great. But how are you going to do that? You know, you've got to find somewhere that's willing to let it's you shoot people around a futuristic-looking exactly. environment, which is just never going to happen, is it? So. I think you need um, like a Chernobyl themed one. I think yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe not at the moment. I love a realistic <laughs> event, if you like. You know, like a bit of realism to it. I do like, yeah. like, a, like a real theatre yeah. sort of type event. I love all that. But you know, I'm, I, I certainly wouldn't be shy of taking part in like a like a proper survival event sort of thing where you've got yes. a very very yeah. minimal kit just dumped out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you've got to get so, to this checkpoint and and evade these people and stuff. Look, that would be awesome. The whole player and no one. Yeah, and yeah, he's just yeah. like, just as um, long as there's a tank for me to write about in, I'll be. Yeah, well. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'll find it. We, I've we done did, it once. Um, we used to do on our private days. We did the odd um, like player unknown where you'd, you'd have to like go and find your ammo kind of thing, and you'd only start with a bit, and then you know. But it's hard when everyone's got their own kit, and they want to use their own. You kit, can't take the kit off them, but you know, if you could script some kind of event where it was a, like a, you know a seer event, you know, like escaping evade, so you know that'd be. That'd be very good, yeah, definitely. Um, I think I would love for that. Like an apop, like a almost, almost like yeah, yeah, on the run from where, it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. almost for that, you almost want to be able to rent out the whole of Brecon Beacons and just <laughs> yeah. just go out. Awesome. Yeah. Just, yeah. We just, just need to win the lottery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> everybody get on the lottery. Everyone's got to get on the what, lottery. If everyone, if every airsoft just puts in a fiver, we'll probably be all right. We'll probably be able to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, right, there's a few more comments. Uh, there's a lot of comments about where are the rift sites. There's there's a couple about um, the the specific Milsim ones. Obviously, you said Redcon. Where, where are these sites? Yes. So Red, Redcon is Abingdon, which is Oxfordshire. Um, it's Dalton Barracks is the main place where it is. If you search Dal Dalton Barracks, which is D A L T O N, um, that's that's where that's held. Um, We're there every two weeks, aren't we? We're yeah. uh, the first and third that's right. Sunday. Of the but month. alternatively, if you do go on the Rift website, if you just put Rift Airsoft in on Google, um, it will come up because it is the it is the top search there. Um, all of our events are listed on there. Um, I think at the moment we've got four sites that are running, but we have had more. I think the most we've had at one time is like six or seven. Um, but we just rotate. So, for example, you lose some sites for whatever reason, then you find new ones and you go. So we're yeah. forever changing. And, we're mainly and updating. In the, we've obviously got the bomb dump down in Hampshire. Yeah. We've got Comsite 3, which is our flagship site, so to Banging speak. Site. But, but yeah, yeah, got a lot of comms. Um, we've been there for yeah 10 years now. Um, that's Oxford, that's Banbury. Um, and then we've got the one that Jake does as well, the Ridge. Uh, we're there this coming weekend. Yeah, and this is the last weekend for the Ridge. That's the um, that's in Luton. That's, that's Bartley Clay. Yeah, it's a quarry. Um, it's a very. It's a, there's no like defence um, or like buildings and stuff like that. It's a quarry, so it's hilly. You're it's, fighting the land. It is the is land. Great. It's realistic, yeah. which is why oh, it's knackering. The mill sims before because mm. it's like um, it, it just affords really great cover just by the land on its own. Um, but we only play that site for from March till September because of the weather. When you've got a clay quarry site that when it rains it's just Dangerous. shocking like Dangerous. You just could, yeah you can't do it so we we only get that for like yeah six or seven months a year which is a shame Ooh. but um but Sorry, we're uh, a massive thunderstorm right above my head at the moment I'm, yours, lot. I'm just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's needed isn't it um so that one uh pegasus asks are the this is going back to the belts uh with the white sphere are they load rated not yet no so i've had them made i've had them brought in but there's no actual i don't know exactly what weight or whatever they will carry um that's down for a bit of product testing and the few people that brought them i've asked for feedback like these are basically the prototype uh range essentially that i've had come in we ordered uh 10 of them uh initially to come in which is quite a quite an expensive order. Um, well, obviously going to figures because there's no reason. But as business works, you know you have to make money, sell things to make money. Um, but it was 
the best part of about a grand to get those those belts in just for 10 um which is quite pricey um i'd like the people that have got them to kind of throw out some feedback which i've had already um uh, from a few people i've had some little things that are you know one of the things which i believe one of the customers said was some more velcro to run through the actual outer belt so it goes a bit more round so you can kind of adjust it to where you see fit so there's things that i would look at and try and develop for maybe like a mark ii version um as i ordered them in so it'll be a kind of ever changing but as far as for uh, weight loading, um, it's realistically any other thousand decadora that you've got. That's what most of the high end stuff is made from. It should be very similar in comparison to that. Um, obviously, I'm using it at work, and I've got other people that I'm going to be throwing it to as well to use, which I'll end up getting some more pictures and feedback, um, and then just see how it goes. Really. So again, we're in a very like uh, say like premature stage of the business. Um, you know, with White Sphere Company has been registered for a year now. Whereas Watch for Tactical was about seven months. So we're just trying to develop the things and see how they how they go um, as things move forward. But what I can see, we're here to stay. You know, I don't see any reason why we're going to go anywhere anytime soon. It's just trying to develop the stuff we've got and make it better. So um, I'd say just keep your eyes out. You know, if I can get what it what it works with as we go, then yeah. Feedback's everything, isn't it? Feedback's um, yeah, everything. feedback yeah. is everything. Um, one, of the, one of the things that somebody said was that with Airsoft, um, obviously the mag, the pistol mag seemed to be a little bit uh, bouncy in the, in the, in the, holster in the pistol uh holster with the kydex um and anyone who's fought a real one or obviously an airsoft one a, a real pistol mag weighs nothing they weigh absolutely nothing whereas an airsoft one a is heavy. Well, a full yeah. gas mag is heavier than a full <laughs> loaded m9 mag you know it's like it, it is so um looking at that to see forward yeah whether i make the kydex tighter on the insides um put some different types of grips on there whatever and um, just adapt it to see how it comes Obviously, move it on from there, really, um, and just yeah, just take just take my time with it that way. So it'll all be developed as things come in and go. So is it? But is there oh, anything nice. sort of in the in the future in the pipeline? Sort of like we're looking at day sacks or webbing or anything like uh, that. Or? Yeah. So for the for the moment, the premium range stuff that I've got, um, I'll do this. I'll do the basic range first. So I've got um, what we're looking at now, which is on the way ordered, is iPro. So which is I know it sounds really boring to most uh, softers, but affordable iPro at the moment is one thing that everybody needs. No one can get clear iPro. Clear, clear iPro is just out everywhere. Like it is absolutely just non-existent. So I basically got very similar to the revision style um, eye protection, um, yeah. which is um, obviously the army issued at the moment. So I've got some of that coming in, which is white sphere uh, branded and logoed up. Um, and we're just doing them as single lenses for now. Um, but I'm going to make a premier set, like a black triangle set that comes in a pouch with three lenses, exactly like the, revisions do as well so they're going to retail nice. at about 10.99 for the standards um the standard glasses um as they are and then we'll obviously move on to the more premium versions of the full set for obviously those that are interested um, at a later date yeah. um i've also ordered some very simple um uh, holsters in which are just normal um like belt holsters fabric ones nothing fancy oh, yeah. um for on the hip and they're just going to come in about 30 different colors um sorry 30 of each color and i've got about five different colors coming um we're also going to go for um, some nice single point slings and some nice uh, two point slings, which are just going to be generic styles. But I have got some options to do some some premium black triangle ones, which again I've said before, it may be a it may be a little bit of time to see order a small order for now, bolt bolt it onto my existing order, so to speak, um, and grab some of those in. Because um, again, with these type of things, it's quantity. You know, the more you order it, the cheaper it gets. And at the moment, with being a small business, I can't afford to order. The, you know the thousands of that I would need to obviously make it uh, to make it really cheap or not make it cheap but just to make more margin on it so the margins aren't the best um, and then obviously with the body armor stuff I've got some really nice chest rigs that I've been looking at um, again thousand deep for all the rest of they're quite nice 
Um, I've been looking at some uh, laser cut molly pouches for 9mm and uh, 556 and 762. Um, and they're quite nice looking as well. And again, they've got elastic with laser cut on the outside. So they've got molly on top as well. Um, I'm going to do a small range of those in a very different colours. Um, that'll be compatible with all the body armour range. So, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot I'm going to go into. Um, but I'm, I'm always open to try and find the next thing. There's some things I've kind of put a block on that I can't get hold of as much. That I'm, I'm a little bit... I say can't get hold of. I can do it. But it's other competitors out there that I think are doing such a great job anyway. And I'm thinking, why compete? Because I'm just going to be, you know, not selling their stuff at our shop because I want to sell my own and I don't personally agree with that. I will mm. only try and sell things if I feel there's a gap for it. So I don't want to... Not that we would ever overtake any markets anyway. Not yet. But... You know, there's really good uh, gloves that we've got. The Armour Claw gloves, they're 11 99 for a, a set of hard knuckle gloves that you can remove the inner and outer of. And for 11 99 they they are so good. They're so good. Um, and if you can, if you ever see them, look, you know, Google them or whatever, you know, they, they literally, they're just a really good, good set of gloves. Um, yeah. And for me to make my own gloves in is just, they're going to cost twice as much, not be as good quality, <laughs> all labelled or packaged up as well as they are. And there's no point, you know, it's, I may as well wait until that, that opportunity comes in the future when, you know, something else, again, you've got people yeah. like I mean, it's not. I mean, it's not really a niche item, is it? I mean, gloves are gloves, aren't they? At the end no. Of the day, you no. Know, but you mean, like, I think you've you know, got, on got the, um, the shooter's belt and your plate carrier, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, you know, you've, got mechanic, you've got mechanics out there, which again, is an incredible brand. And I think that, you know, I, you know I've used them for years and personally, mm. I still would want to buy mechanics. So I'll buy mechanics, you know, I'm not going to switch from that now because I'm going to even make my own, you know, set of gloves. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'm going to look at the you know as much different opportunities of, of kit and products that I can for a nice wide varied range. And, and again, some will be affordable. We'll go for the affordable range, and we'll go for the you know the more premium um, if I can get it there as well. So, but yeah, it's just nice. um, it'll be exciting. Growing. Growing. Yeah, growing it all as we can. Yeah, definitely. Cool. It does. It does. Yeah. I must say, I do like it when you get sort of people that I say know what they're talking about designing kit. But you know, you, you see a lot of. Um, don't get me wrong, I like some of the Viper stuff, but I think some of the Viper stuff does wear quite quickly in, in certain things. I mean, I've, had, I've got Viper kit that's lasted a while. Um, but, you know, when you, you you get something proper and you're like, oh, this, you, you know yeah. it's like, this is this is designed yeah. to like last a while. Um, yeah, it's always definitely. nice when you get that sort of stuff. So. Well, I think like with, with Viper, I, again, I, I'll be completely honest, like before we started selling it year, like a, a long time ago, I would never really have brought you it. Use and real I, steel stuff, yeah, right? I use, always use my real steel stuff. Like, you know, I still use Virtus now when I'm, when I'm playing and that I've always, you know, gone for, I would never use ECBA, but I mean, I use like the proper body armors and stuff. Um, but I remember buying a Viper the ones because I want a different loadout color um, and it, it broke pretty much straight away within a couple of weeks. Um, just while I was there, something. They've, they've, but they've, they've changed. changed, yeah. And, and I'm not saying that now because we stock it, and I'm going, no, oh, they've, <laughs> they've changed. Um, again, they've gone for that VX range, and they've gone for a different. There, there is some good stuff out there that they do, and it surprised me to be honest. I mean, um, you look at their. They've got obviously they still stock old stuff as well. They've got their old style of gloves. They've got their new style of gloves, and you know they've got this new range. So there, are, there is some stuff out there that I look at and go, that's really nice. And for what it is, like their new their VX buckle up um, sets. The uh, the body armor um, again that's great I think it's great and the modular compatibility with the whole thing like you can buy the body armor interchange the uh, the, the rig on the front whether you want to have it for just a chest rig or a back you know a backpack on as well it does work really well but it, again it's kind of affordable for a lot of people in airsoft yeah. as well that you know you're rocking up you want to you know spend 150 quid and get everything then great um, but one of the reasons why it spurred me on to do this as well was just the sourcing of it again you know viper's a big company and one of the things at the moment that everyone especially with the current climate of ukraine and stuff 
is MTP. Like multicam is just just scarce. You know, you really struggle to get it. Um, so I would have said, look, you know, I'm going to just make the multi, and that's shown again with the belts. The belts in multicam were sold out. So there you go. Um, it's you know, it's trying to get the stuff in that that people want. So it, it's trying to balance that. So like we said before about knowing what to buy. Uh, my next order is likely going to be 10 medium, 10 large multicam, and then probably just one of each large and medium of the other belts, you know, um, because that's probably what's going to sell. Um, and it'll just be developing it, you know. So, like, that's the reason why we obviously went from that to move away from, like, Viper in that sense. But we're going to still stop their stuff as well because, again, they're just, it's it's uh, Airsofter's dream, you know. It's it, it's affordable kit that you need, and it's there on the day. And it works. And it, it works, and, it, you know, it's just good, you know. And you haven't yeah. got to pay, like, 50 quid. For like a scrope right. bag, if you don't want it, it's a tenner, you know, and that's mm. that's what you want. Like I actually, my first scrope bag that I brought before I knew if I'd actually like it was I brought a, a Viper one, and it was a slightly different MTP than obviously my own actual MTP was because it's got a different obviously uh, pattern on it. Yeah. Um, and I tried trialed that for a little bit at work for about two months before I went, yeah, you know what, I like this, and then I went and spent fifty quid on a Warrior one. Um, so it's got it's definitely got the pace, and, and you know that's still still stands with the yeah. kit now mm. you know it works well so um yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I, I i use their um uh, adjustable sling i, I use yeah, that on both good. my lmg and yeah and I've, I've used that since it's come out and now i've not had a problem with it at all mm. so yeah, it's good kit. yeah it's good kit. very good kit yeah yeah there's some there's definitely some good stuff out there and again it's like with the slings and that it's finding nowadays that clips don't break you know and and you know, the amount of times you put on one and it's made of that alloy that just doesn't mm. it just snaps you know I'll, <laughs> I'll call never it. forget i jumped it was a nae whatever year it was i jumped down and literally hit the bottom of the ladder uh, and the gun because it was like one of those slightly elasticated um yeah. slings the gun just went the gun it just carried on going yeah it, yeah it just <laughs> broke the clip in half i was like so disappointed with it um yeah. yeah, it does happen. It does happen. Yeah, again, and that's what you don't want to have. It. You don't want to be out there, and then you, you don't want your five hundred pound gun to be the nah. deck, do you? No, nah. that's the thing. You know, nah. if you, if you brought, let's say, for example, you know, you brought a Spectre Arms Flex, hundred quid, and you want a twenty quid sling to go with it, then absolutely great. But if you spent yeah. five hundred quid or six hundred quid on TM recall, maybe buy a fifty pound sling and you know keep it. Yeah. Tra- that's it, isn't it? You know, it's like so. You, you just have to you have to adapt to it. You know, it's like again. So I know people in in America. You probably spend less than five hundred quid on a rifle. You know, so you obviously you're going to put a real steel sling on that, wouldn't you? So it's the same with an airsoft yeah. one. If you're going to spend five, you know, six hundred quid on a rifle, then maybe just you know, again, well, like lanyards to protect it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the amount yeah. of people don't buy pistol lanyards, and they go to me, oh, my pistol fell out, and I'm like, next time, you know, a lanyard is your insurance policy. That's it. You know, at least if it comes off, it's going to be running behind you and only scratch. Yeah, just take your kneecap off as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done yeah, that exactly. before. Fucking me, that hurts. <laughs> right, we're, we're coming to pretty much the end of the episode. I just want to run through a few comments we haven't yet covered. Um, James C um, said an, M- an MBT doesn't carry passengers internally, an APC carries passengers and provides them with a bit more firepower with a, than a GPMG, but not a full size tank gun. So got this bloody yeah. tank again. Do you see what you're starting now? You <laughs> yeah. that, um, that was right at the beginning of the I mean, episode. This is going to be a thing now. <laughs> I, wouldn't I wouldn't call an APC a tank. I mean, I'm, I know an APC, <laughs> but a, uh, a CVRT is definitely a tank. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't want to start causing any issues. It's a recon tank. Says, <laughs> it's a recon tank. Ryan recon says I paid 225 for my Ferro Bison belt for work, so quality at 100 pounds is yeah. brilliant. It's exactly the same. Like again, we've I've spent on my warrior one 100 quid for the belt and the pouch on top. I must have spent 200 quid on it. Easy, um, yeah, but again, 
yeah, of course, definitely. But that's it, you know, it works. So I'm not going to say to people go and buy another one now, you know, it's just, it's one of them you can try it and see. But yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, I've I'm got, I, I haven't that. got a proper, like, actual, like, um, gunslinger's belt or shooter's belt. So I'm... Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I quite like an MTP base load out with, with, with a couple of tan bits in there. So it does yeah, actually yeah. break up a little bit. Yeah, right, stop talking. Why do you invite these on? We'll stop talking. Oh, no, <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan says, uh, we asked him where, where about in Cyprus he's going. Is Tecalia? Yeah, Tecalia. Yeah, that's where I was Decalia. based. Um, that was So he must is it probably infantry then if he's going to Tecalia. Yeah, so I was yeah. um, I was in Tecalia for two years. Uh, well, just shy. It was about a year and a half before we got disbanded. The Reserve Battalion for Afghan. Did the MRSOIs from there as well. Um, it's really nice because the actual back of the, the, the barracks on Tecalia, if you're in the infantry, what was Alexander Barracks? Um, the the back of it is a gate which is on the beach so literally my room looked out there was the beach it was it was great but ironically one rifle was there you go um ironically with with how um with how it works obviously because that's the way life is at that time in my life i wanted to be at home more than i wanted to be away so i spent my whole time wishing i was back at home and being with my family because i was like a 18 year old lad 17 year old lad wanting to be back at home and it's just the way it works isn't it you know like, mm. Whereas now I'll be thinking, I wish I was over there. Uh, <laughs> the That's a bit of me. Thomas Pitterway says Milsim at Rift would be very interesting. Uh, Tom Jane said Rift Milsim, uh, come on. No, he's got, yeah, here he goes. Oh, Tom, Tom Jane. Tom, yeah, you brought Tom back. <laughs> yeah, look at him. He heard that. He's like he sniffed it out. Yeah, <laughs> he heard he it. And... <laughs> so he blows himself up. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that again. Scott says, I reckon uh, you may be able to negotiate with Ground Zero guys to organise the zombies on their land mm -hmm. uh, where the NAF was. That would be cool. I, I've yeah, always said this and I, I will keep saying you, it. You are, you are, you are a battle. The National event, Airsoft like. Festival Ground, Ground Zero, should be a perfect Milsim venue. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to keep reiterating until someone listens to it. Um, <laughs> if, if get, says... Look, if we can get the land, then that's great. But it's just obviously sometimes you know it's like an airsoft. Everyone's clicky, everyone gets touchy. We're I'm not we're not like it. We look, it's all the business in it. At the end of the day, we we kind of fully book most weekends, so we're not going to steal anyone else's business. And you know, it, it's fine if we can all help each other out in airsoft. Then it's yeah. going to be so much better for everybody. That's that's the best way to look at it. So long as everyone's doing well, then that's 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 all it is. So if they, if they want to let us have the land and someone knows who to get in touch with and they can get it for us, then great. Yeah. I think I'm just gonna at this point, I'm just gonna have to like you know go give a couple blowjobs down at Ground Zero. Oh, and do it. Yeah, go organise it. Over there. I think that's the only way it's gonna happen. <laughs> um, don't record that. Harry Badger says um, that Josh from Government Filson is running a Stalkers Metro Twenty Thirty Three Post Apocalyptic Survival event in a few months. Um, I believe that's the 22nd to 23rd of October, if anyone's interested. The that's details are on oh, that's the same time oh, we've been a Rift Sim. That's the Rift Sim. Oh, that's a clash a there. there. That's a Rift Sim. Yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know it's a clash and I apologise for that. But just nah, if, right anyone, Josh, if anyone can't Josh, make it to Rift. We know Josh quite well. He's a nice guy. Yeah, Josh is good. So, hands down, people will be at an event that weekend. Be it the Rift one. Or, you know, I don't want to upset Josh, the amazing gunman. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But look, I tell you what, if we weren't doing that event, we'd oh, probably have a, a yeah, we'd probably have like a Rift Away day or something, but it's obviously... We wouldn't. We'd, they'd be nah. running another event. Yeah, there. there'd be, yeah. 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 If we doing that <laughs> yeah. Event, there'd be something else going on that would be roped into. You don't get a rest. You don't no, get a rest. You should know this by now. <laughs> this, yeah. this, this is our rest this on is a it. Wednesday night. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ryan says, I love my Spiritus Micro Fight, uh, but the Viper copy is actually very good quality. 
Mm. Um, and Kenny says, I just had some dragon supplies, mate. Me some G3 pouch, uh, pouches. Couldn't find any in OD Green. Yeah. So. Cool. Definitely. There's a lot of good tailors out there that do it. I know dragon supplies do it quite well. Mm. Nice. Nice. Well, that's, that's the end of the episode. Um, it's been an absolutely epic one. Um, I know it's yes. always good to get people on that we, we've never met before, so it's, it's always cool to find out new stuff and bits and pieces. So thank you, Jake yeah, and Steve, no. for coming on. It's no, been yeah, thank pleasure. you very much. Appreciate it. Cheers for having us. Um, just a reminder about our competitions. We've obviously got the Build Your Own Plate Carrier and the uh, RBLI Raffle. So the details of the RBLI Raffle are on our website and the Plate Carrier, I think they're all on Instagram, all the details for that. Yeah, Instagram. But if Facebook. you need to get in touch or ask us any questions, you can do so. Uh, on email, which is nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is at November underscore foxtrot underscore nofo or our website of novemberfoxtrot.co.uk. You can also contact us individually on our Instagrams below. Um, guys, where where can people find you for Rift and um, White Sphere? So if um, if you go on our Instagram at the moment, we don't have a Facebook page because, uh, again, we're quite we're premature with the whole, obviously, business side of it for White I'm Sphere. I'm a big fan of Instagram as well. Instagram is the way, yeah. but we will be doing a Facebook page in the future. It's just yeah. that we're between Mr. Social Media over here managing the Rift accounts and the other bits. <laughs> uh, look, you know, so we just yeah. said, it's just Instagram at the moment. And then if you go on, if yeah. you go on the Rift Airsoft website, which is obviously www.riftairsoft.com, if you go on the left-hand side of that, uh, the page there, it's got all of Rift's affiliate, uh, affiliates. That's obviously White Sphere Tactical is on there. You can click click that and it pings you straight to the website as well. If you do give us a follow on Instagram, oh, absolutely appreciate it. Um, obviously, yeah, White Sphere Tactical is just www.whitesphere.tactical.co.uk and all the stuff's yeah. on there as well for that. And also, if you do go on either or, you'll see that the sites, um, all the sites for Rift are on the bottom of the White Sphere Tactical uh, page as well. And they're so all can, on there. So you can find us. You'll see where our faces yeah. will be. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and if you can't, drop me a message and I'll pass you over. Love that. You Thank you. There you go. Cool. Um, I don't know what we're doing next week. Any uh, ideas, guys? What on, we're doing next week? On. Let me get the sheet up. I thought it was a kit one next week. We're on. I thought it was a kit one next week. I thought it was a kit one. It's probably not. Next week is. We're going to be doing a kit episode next week. No skills and skills and drills. Basic Ooh. skills. Five oh, yeah, the five simple steps, steps to up your game. Ah, there you go. yes. Loadout, cool. setup, muscle memory, physical fitness. Oh, I'm glad I'm missing <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. Again, start getting them 5Ks. At me and yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what you've got to do. You've got to get out of that bloody tank at the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I've seen how watch. many hot dogs he has at lunchtime as well, by the way. I only had one double this time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I was and allowed. The tank driver, just if the tank's driving along and you're walking in the back of it, it doesn't count. <laughs> it was my cushion, so I didn't bounce around. You wedge yourself up in that little sock. If you're a bit big, yeah. you don't you don't fall out. <laughs> right, on that, that lovely note, thanks guys yeah. for joining us again. Uh, we'll be back Thank next you. Wednesday in the meantime. Anyone want to say it? Yes, they know, <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Cheers. Take care. Cheers, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.